You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 16. Episode 3. This is Writing Excuses, Publishing Pitfalls. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Dan. I'm Aaron. I'm Brandon. And I'm Howard. Welcome back to the third episode of our intensive course on the insider business of publishing. Uh, We're very excited to have with us Aaron Roberts on the show. Aaron, can you very quickly remind our listeners who you are? Sure. I am a short fiction writer primarily early in my career, so excited to share that part of the publishing world. I've had stories published in Clark's World, Asimov's, and a few other places here and there. Fantastic. Well, we're excited to have you on the show. Um, We're going to talk about publishing pitfalls this time. Um, Things that, uh, you know, inexperienced and sometimes even experienced authors fall into mistakes that we make uh, Brandon, what what are some of the things you need to warn us about? Well, the big overarching theme for this episode is going to be to teach you to realize and recognize the fact that a lot of people out there see you as someone to make money off of as a, an aspiring writer or as a new professional. Um, I can point to an example of this in my career. Uh, Before I knew what I was doing, and I thought the way to get an agent was just to buy a book of agents and start submitting to all of them, I submitted to an agent who wrote back, um, or no, I didn't, yeah, I I just went to their website and they said, send your book along with $50 to our agency um, and we will consider you. And I just lost 50 bucks, right? Um, they, They had a reading fee. Um, and I'm sure they made a nice bunch of money off of being in whatever you know list that I had read on agents who took uh, science fiction and fantasy books. 
and they cashed my check and I only got taken for 50 bucks. It's not a big deal to get taken for 50 bucks. But I'll tell you, when I was later on um, at a convention and someone said, watch out, there's a lot of agents out there who will put on their things, send us 50 bucks and we'll consider your book. And they're making their money off of people sending them 50 bucks rather than actually selling books. Um, I felt like a total loser because I'd just been taken in uh, hook, line and sinker by these people. Yeah. Now, um, there are, and I'm sure that we'll get into this a little bit in the show, there are certainly people that are not out to get you. There are absolutely legitimate writing conferences and, uh, you know, editors for hire and things like that who are doing valuable work for the money that they get from yes. you. We're, we're talking more about, uh, you know, the, the hucksters who, like you said, they make all their money on, uh, jilting you out of yours yeah the um the phrase that was commonly used when i was breaking in was money flows toward the author and that anytime you are writing a check to someone you need to stop consider and decide if this is someone you should be sending money to and normally early in my career people would say just never never write a check to anyone that's not the case anymore because as indie publishing has become a much more legitimate way to make a career as a writer. Uh, there are lots of good places that you should be spending your money if you are an indie author. And indeed, there are a lot of good conferences and conventions that you have to pay to get in. Um, and that's not a bad expense. And so this episode is to talk to you about the mistakes that new authors often make, specifically relating to shortcuts that you are offered toward publishing that often can just either waste your time or your money. Um, and the first one I want to talk about is people who see you as a mark. Um, now, this doesn't actually have to always be someone who has your worst interests at heart. It can also be someone who just doesn't know what they're doing, right? Uh, looking at the agency I uh, submitted to years later, I went back and looked at them, and they were out of business. Um, I don't think this was someone who was there to look at authors as marks. I think this is someone who thought I'd be a pretty good agent. Um, I've spent, you know, years as say a real estate agent. I know how to interact with people. Um, I know how I, I can sell houses. I should be able to sell books to publishers, but how do I make any money? Well, I probably should charge these authors a little bit upfront because, you know, we're in this together. So I need to know if they're serious or not. And so that's probably how they came about you know, having this reading fee and things like that. Um, but the problem there was not that I necessarily was taken in by a con artist. I was taken in by a agent who did had no idea what they were doing and indeed could not further my career at all. You know how you tell if an, if an author is serious about something? If they hand you a book, if they've written a whole manuscript this is someone who's serious about something. And a real agent knows that. And the, the easiest way, I mean, agents are one of the easiest ones to determine if they're legit or not. Because if they're a legit agent, you should be able to go to the bookstore uh, and find new books represented by that agent, you know, authors who are represented by the agent, who include new authors that the agent is actively discovering, not just the state's. Um, that the agent is representing. And if you can't find, if that agent hasn't released uh, in the last five years, if they don't have new authors that are releasing books with the publishers you want to publish with, 
And that's just not an agent to send to. Now, uh, Aaron, you have uh, published in some pretty high profile short fiction markets, which is the kind of thing that typically makes someone a mark for predatory agents or publishers. Have you experienced any of this? People coming after you because you're kind of starting your career? I have had some people reach out to me because as you should do, like I have a writer website with how to contact me because legit people will also contact you. And so, you know, things come in and some of them are, oh, this is actually a really great opportunity. And other ones where it's like, uh, I did a little research and no one seems to have heard of you. You're an agent, like you said, that doesn't seem to have any clients or any clients who have published books. Um, you know, and so a lot of it is doing research. I'd also say one thing I really like about the the short fiction world is that there's a really great community there. And talking to other writers is a great way to know, like, if you're dealing with something that is legit. Not everyone knows everything, but a lot of times asking people, have you heard of this agent? Have you heard of this editor? You know, do you have, do you know any experiences with this person can be a way to, to try to weed out folks who maybe don't have your best interests at heart. When I was a newer writer, one of the places, and I'm, I would assume it's still there, but I can't say, you know, I haven't been there in years, was Predators and Editors, uh, the forum, where there was generally a thread about every small press, every legit um, press, and a lot of threads about non-legitimate presses and agents um, on those forums. And I went there a lot during the early part of my career because I had no idea who was legit and who wasn't. Awesome. I just looked them up. It looks like uh, Predators and Editors is uh, kind of in transition right now. Okay. Uh, but there are other sites like Writer Beware that are, are still doing very similar work. So there are places to do this research. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, let's pause for our book of the week, which is actually not a book. 
uh, it is a YouTube channel that Brandon loves and wants to tell us about. Yeah, this isn't maybe the best uh, topic to slot this in, but um, I wanted to give a shout out to a YouTube channel called Noah Caldwell uh, Gervais. And uh, Noah Caldwell Gervais, he does long form essays about video games, really long form. The sort of stuff that is terrible clickbait that YouTube does not optimize for. You'll have a four hour um, YouTube video that he'll do on s- some in-depth look at a series. He recently did The Last of Us. Um, where And the thing about Noah is he's just an excellent writer. I list, Every episode when I listen to, I write down multiple phrases that he said that I think, man, I would love to have come up with that. Uh, he talked about writing in a recent episode where he said, you know, writing is about editing and it's super hard to walk into a room with your two favorite paragraphs and a bullet for one of them, knowing you're only going to walk out with one of those paragraphs. And I'm like, man, <laughs> that is a metaphor. That is just a brilliant way to use words. Um, and he's really good at it. He writes these all out ahead of time and then, you know, reads them and puts over footage. And even if you're not interested in, in games themselves, he has a really interesting take on video games. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Um, I think that, you know, his channel is doing fine. It has, uh, it has, you know, more subscribers by a little bit than mine does, but he certainly isn't as watched as he deserves. So give it a look. Um, and it's really fun to watch people writing in other mediums and in kind of new media ways. Um, and, um, I, I learn a lot from the way he crafts his prose for his video essays. You know, if you walk into a room with two paragraphs and you've only got one bullet, you're not editing hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) One bullet and a machete. So that the, the paragraph that survives is a lot smaller when it comes out. Um, now, uh, one thing that we were talking about in preparation for this episode is the idea that there are many different kinds of writers that are looking for different things. Um, and and part of the pitfall can be misidentifying which group you're in or really just kind of accidentally stumbling into a group rather than choosing that deliberately. Um, yeah. Um, when I was early in my career, a lot of people recommended uh, several local writing groups that I go and try out because, you know, I was looking at writing groups and things. Um, and I found, found that each writing group had its own kind of theme um, and some were not necessarily themed the way that I wanted to do things. Like I was very gung-ho about writing novels and publishing in the novel field very soon. And I was looking for a writing group of people who would read a lot and who were also very aggressive about their publishing careers. And I found a lot of well-established groups that were support groups for friends, uh, for people who were not necessarily as aggressive about publishing as I was. And I found I was a really bad fit for those groups. Um, And I've heard of other people getting in some of these groups and kind of adopting the mindset of the group, which can be a bad thing for helping you achieve your goals as a writer. And I would say that it's a lot of it. You can have a lot of also different groups that you belong to that feed different part of your writer's soul. Like, you know, we contain multitudes. So as long as you know what that group is doing for you. So like I have a group of friends that is more of like a just how are we getting through the day? Like, have we made it through 2020 type of like, let's just all commiserate group. 
but I don't use that group as a way to push me forward. That's more of a group that's a way to make me feel comforted and that I can do the work. Then I have groups that are more about critique group, you know, accountability buddies where I'm writing with someone and it's about getting the time in to do the writing. And as long as I know what each of those is, it completely works. Accountability buddy. Yes. Accountability buddy. I'm going to say that word a couple of times and then maybe write it down in the liner notes. (laughs) Accountability buddy. Everyone should have at least one, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, as long as you know what the people are and you're not going to one group for, you know, something that they're not going to provide for you, I think it can work. But the problem is when you think one group maybe is going to do all things for you or you don't recognize that they're not in the same place that you are. Yeah. And uh, I, this isn't just about groups either. Um, This is how I divide up a lot of my alpha and beta readers when I send out a book, because I need to be able to send it to someone who's going to give me meaningful, useful critique but I also need to be able to send my books to someone who is going to tell me that it's awesome and make me feel good about myself, uh, even when it's terrible. Uh, one of the groups, we've kind of hinted at this. I want to be just a little more explicit. Um, there, there are absolutely writing groups out there that are not um, really treating writing as a professional career or as a professional outlet. It's more of a supportive community. And I would wager that a big chunk of you wonderful listeners fall into that category. And so I want to be clear that we're not trying to bag on that. Um, If you are writing in a way that gives you joy, then you're doing it correctly. If your goal is to make money, then that's a different goal than just having some fun Friday nights with your writer buddies. So that's why it's so important to know which group you're in. Yeah, writing groups are this kind of their own special pitfall um, in that you can find one that matches your career goals, but the type of feedback you're getting is detrimental to your writing style um, and to your writing psychology. And so um, we have several other episodes on that, um, but just be aware it's okay for a writing group to be a good writing group, but a bad fit for you. Now that said, I bet a lot of our listeners maybe didn't realize that they were in the wrong group until we said it just now. So take this opportunity to take stock of yourself. Maybe one of the reasons that your aspiring career dreams are stalling is because you've slotted yourself into the wrong kind of community. Howard? Yeah, I, I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the publishing pitfall for indie publishers. Um I say the publishing pitfall. There are a million of them because when you are an independent publisher or an ind- when you're when you are indie publishing, you have become the publisher. And you know, Amazon, for instance, really is the distributor. And as the publisher, you are now being asked to make partnership decisions for who am I going to hire to copy edit my book. Who am I going to hire to do cover art for my book? Who am I going to work with to help me build a promotional campaign around my book? This is a fantastically fraught space, especially if you have never, in the course of your career doing other things, never had the opportunity to, for instance, administer a job interview or say no to someone who wants money. Um, these These are life skills that if you haven't developed yet, 
indie publishing is a space where even if people aren't looking for you as a mark, you are a mark. You are going to hemorrhage money and time until you figure out how to make the decisions correctly. Um, when Sandra and I uh, decided to do, and this was a decade or more ago, the Schlock Mercenary iPhone app for reading uh, reading the comics via iPhone, um, we put together a very simple application, which was, hey, if you'd like to build an iPhone app, show us an app that you've done and come to us with a business plan for how you make money with this app. We had dozens of people show us apps that they've made, some of which were pretty shiny. Only one person came to us with a business plan. That was Gary Henson. We don't have a iPhone app anymore because reasons, but Gary is now running the Schlock Mercenary web service because I set up a threshold where I knew I'd only be doing business with somebody who understood that this was a business. Yeah. And to that point, I think a piece of advice that I've always loved is the idea that you've got your writer, writer self and your business of writing self. And to really think of those as sort of two different people inhabiting your body. And that sometimes you need to turn things over to the business person. And sometimes you need to be focusing on the writer person. You know, in the short fiction world, a lot of times that'll be like, you can write as many lovely stories as you want, but your business person's going to have to be the one being like, when do I need to submit them and to whom and like in what order? And I think that continues in indie publishing. Your business person is a huge part of what you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, I wish we could talk about this all day, but we do need to be done. Brandon, you've got some homework for us. Yeah. So uh, one of the best websites that was really helpful to me when I was breaking in and is still being maintained um, and supported by SIFWA um, is Writer Beware. And uh, if there's a single best resource to watch, um, it is probably them to, they explain a lot of these pitfalls in much more depth than we can cover, uh, particularly indie publishing. As it was becoming a thing, it was really hard and still is kind of difficult to, to determine who is a legit editor, freelance editor you should pay, and who is someone who is out there to try to feed you into this uh, vanity press loop where you pay for editing, they send to a publisher, a publisher recommends another editor who then you pay for editing, the publisher gets a kickback, and then you, you, know, you can end up in this loop forever spending tons of money uh, fantasy publishing, which is different from indie publishing. And learning the difference you, will help you if you go to Writer Beware. So our homework is spend some time familiarizing yourself with Writer Beware and other resources like it on the internet that will help you see who is trying to take advantage of you and who is a legitimate editor that you may want to hire. Fantastic. Well, this has been Writing Excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.